Okay, thank you, Alana, for coming on to my podcast to talk about the book Push Out that I uh, was doing for class this year. Um, basically, just give you an overview again of the book. It's just about the criminalization of black girls in schools and how certain stereotypes, such as the black girl attitude, over-sexualization, like the Jezebel, things like that, contribute to this criminalization and over-policing of black women, or well, black girls in schools. So I was just wondering if you could talk about anything around those topics, like such as treatment of black girls in general in your schools or like you specifically. Yeah, so um, I went to a pretty large high school. My graduating class was 500 students. Um, Me and my twin sister have always been in AP and honors classes. We, you know, always were in the same classes because we were interested in the same things. And um, most of the times that did not go well with our teachers. I... You know, when I was a fr- when I was a freshman in high school, ninth grade, I didn't really pay attention to the cues that you know existed. But as I got in older and matriculated throughout high school, I realized what was going on. Um, teachers would single us out just for no particular reason. I remember an instance when um, I was either ninth grade or tenth grade in high school, and um, it started off with the teacher just giving us, you know, petty points off assignments. And we noticed because we would compare our work with, you know, our white counterparts or classmates. And we would have the same exact work. We would work together and they would have 100% and we would have, you know, petty points taken off. Um, so that's where it kind of began and it seemed like as we matriculated through high school um certain teachers i definitely would not say all of them but certain teachers had kind of um an out for us or kind of watched us closer than other students um when we were in we were in band for a period a period of time and i will never forget this instance me my sister and um my our best friend we were all in being, you know, just talking. And instead of the teacher, you know, politely asking us to stop talking, he threw his phone case at us just because. And so it was just things like that where it was constant, like, sig- signaling us out. And it was clear it was because we were black girls. Yeah, no, that's absolutely insane. Just to even hear that, like, a teacher would do something like that. This is something I was talking about with someone else on the podcast, was just about how of this idea of, like, black girls being, like, more aggressive and more mature, that they feel as though they need to, like, be aggressive first or something like that, which I feel like is why there are certain reasons. I don't know, like, why they would act like that to children. Like, it's kind of insane that, like, a grown adult would do anything like that which is like super insane um going back to like your honors classes and things like that I know that for me in my high school being in AP classes and honors classes even though my high school was like pretty half and half between black and white people there was the same four black people in these AP classes and things like that so I was just wondering how you felt um like did you feel like supported within these classes um by your peers, by your teachers, and then also by your counselors. Like, I know for me, myself, um, a lot of my counselors were kind of like, you shouldn't take this class. I don't know if you can take this class. Same with, like, applying to school. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so I graduated second in my class out of 500 students. So I was pretty, yeah, I was pretty like, you know, I was pretty like a school person, you know, I took it seriously. So my um, guidance counselor, who was the counselor for both me and my twin sister, so we had the same experience. Um, she was like you could I couldn't even consider her a goddess counselor when it came to um applying for scholarships for college and even when it came to applying for co- for colleges um she could never have been one of the person people I could have reached out to to achieve like a letter of recommendation she didn't respect me or my sisters I guess like plans or goals or ambitions she told me that the schools I were applying to were too ambitious for me, even though she knew my track record as far as school. She knew as all of the things that I was involved with in school. Um, like, it wasn't just schools. My life, I was involved in a lot of things. So she tried to discourage me from applying to schools like um, Georgetown. And I applied to University of Pennsylvania, UVA, um, different schools like that. Um she when I you know myself as well as my mother um asked her to send different scholarships that were available that a either the school had been offering or that we would have no knowledge of except for the counselors or b that were scholarships that were existed in my community she did not send any scholarships at all not even once so um yeah my my school guidance counselor she was not you know a figure that helped me get into georgetown or even helped me throughout my college uh or high school career she honestly you know made things more difficult for me but i will say that wasn't the case with all of my teachers i were i or faculty members i was able to find maybe three or four teachers throughout my um high school career some of them were white some of them were people of color um that did like see my I guess goals and respected my effort and saw what I was trying to accomplish and helped me get to that point so I I will say it was kind of 50 50 there were a lot of people who you know just saw me, I guess, as an, another black girl. But I was, I were, because my school was, you know, it was big and it was also 50 50 as far as like um, black population, you know, my other minorities and white population. So I, I was able to find teachers who, you know, were willing to kind of be that support system for me, which was nice. Yeah. It's totally always like a good thing to have these support systems. I know for me, my my mom, like at least since my older sister and my older brother already went through the college process, that I didn't need to rely on my guidance counselor as much to get through these scholarships and stuff like that. But it just does suck that like a resource that's supposed to be there for you isn't like doing what it's supposed to be. Um, right. And to go off of that, I was really wondering. Um, did your school like have any officers or police there? Um, we did. Um, we very much did. We had, I'm trying to remember how many officers, um, there were actually state troopers that we had in our school at a time. 
it was either three or four, I'm pretty sure, that um were in our school at a time. They, you know, I guess roamed the halls. Um, when we had our different lunch periods, they would, you know, post outside of our cafeteria. They came to, you know, our different school events, whether it had been like a football game, basketball game, anything like that. Um, we didn't have metal detectors walking into our school, but we definitely did have police officers that were always there. Um, so if anything were to happen, whether it be a fight or anything like that, the, the cops were always involved. Okay. And then, so, like, do you, like, you for yourself, or have you, like, talked with your friends about, like, did you guys ever feel, like, actually safe with these officers being there, or did it just feel like you're kind of being surveilled? It's, it's interesting, because I feel like it got to a point where we, um, I guess it was just normal seeing them. Mm -hmm. Like, I know at, on Georgetown's campus, we have GUPD, and, I don't know if you feel this way, but like now I'm just like used to seeing all like the cop cars and the the cop the the lights from the cars and used to seeing them driving around or outside of our dorms and things like that. That's kind of how it was there. And like GUPD, they for me they don't feel threatening, but they're always there. And it's just one of those things where they were always there, so it was just like a part of our every day. I guess high school life. And now that's like very, like, I can see, I look back at it that now and I'm like, that's very extreme to have, you know, when you start high school, you're 14. So to have state troopers, you know, I guess monitoring 14 year olds yeah. is kind of, you know, very extreme. Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily ever felt unsafe, but it, it was one of those things where, you know, we kind of felt like what choice do we have? But, you know having them there because they were always there okay and then um for my last question as you know i know you so i just feel as though i know that like there if you felt of any like not injustice but like anything that you felt like was wrong or something like that i know you as a person would be the one to like stick up for yourself and say like you know i feel like that's wrong um and i was wondering if you ever encountered because we talk about like Dr. Morris talks about that a lot in her book about how this idea of speaking up for yourself is considered having an attitude, talking back, being disrespectful, being aggressive. So I was wondering if there was any, if you ever had any discipl disciplinary actions because of that or like anyone that you know, just because they were just speaking up for themselves. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually, and I really respect my mom because she helped me get out of a lot of, uh, I guess, disciplinary situations that have occurred with me just kind of speaking up for myself and advocating for myself um times where it was you know because when I started high school like I said I was kind of not scared but I didn't know how to handle situations where teachers it was clear they were being unfair or things just weren't right where I was being disrespected so as I matriculated throughout high school I was I got to a point where I wasn't going to you know basically take that for myself anymore and so I I was speaking up for myself and it got and I really didn't care who it was because you know it was my life and I wasn't going to be disrespected when I you know didn't do anything wrong so there was times where um administrators try to even expel me which is crazy oh my gosh yeah, which is crazy um, because it was a thing where it was either me or them. And um, 
any other student who probably didn't have, you know, the support system at home to help handle those kinds of situations, yeah. probably that they probably would have gotten expelled. But my mom, you know, you know, being uh, I guess well, a child at that time, you can really only do so much. So having, you know, my mom help get involved in those kind of situations um, really helped a lot. So thank God nothing got to that point. Mm-hmm. But administration definitely tried. Definitely. Yeah. And I think you touched on something very important, which is like your, your support system at home, which is something we also that was also discussed in the book, just how like um, when you don't have a full support system at home, because maybe they're working very like a lot or they're just not that present. And then you go to schools and you're also being like um, over sexualized or criminalized, things like that. You don't feel like you have anybody to go to. It is. It's very easy to see why this um, this prison not school to prison pipeline is so like prevalent for these young black girls in these public schools. But- right, and students would literally get expelled. Like speaking on what you said, students would get expelled or sent home or like or whatever for dress code reg- regulations. Like as black women, the standard is set so high, and we could be wearing the same exact thing as our white classes which has happened to me before but eyes will be on us just because you know either how we're shaped because we just quote unquote stand out in some kind of way but so it was always situations like that and i feel like a lot of black women wherever you go deal with those kinds of things and it's yeah it's not it's it's not fair and it's not right yes totally agree well Thank you so much, Alana, for joining me today on my podcast. I hope. Thank you for having me. Of course.